0: Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino.
1: Folks, everything I told you yesterday, everything I told you yesterday, there are stories out there in credible right-leaning outlets, meaning they're not lefty, or so they're lying in the media. Everything I told you yesterday confirming what I told you. What did I tell you yesterday? I said to you, there are only two scenarios for the Biden administration. Both of them are particularly ugly on Afghanistan, obviously, given everything going on. The first scenario, the Biden administration is so stupid, so ignorant and such a vacuum of stupidity that they were totally unaware that the Afghan army would collapse and the country would be taken over in near like record time. Right. So they're ignorant and dumb. Option B. They knew the country would be taken over by the Taliban. And it doesn't matter. They did what they did anyway, putting American lives at risk. I told you it was option B. Today I'm going to make the case. Disturbing stuff. Don't go anywhere, folks. Today's going to be a absolutely loaded show to the brim. Hey, your data and your online activity, that's your business. Get a VPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino today. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Let's get right to it. I've got a lot of video. I also want to readdress something I discussed yesterday with the runways and my experience in Afghanistan um, and why I think this is all relevant right now. We could be in a lot of trouble if the Taliban changes their mind in the coming days. Hey, uh, the unknown came in 2020. It changed the workplace forever. Some of us are getting back to the office. Some of us are working from home. The future of work's changed. We have to change, too. So is the future of seating. X chair Got mine right here, right behind you. Just elbowed it. I don't know why. The chair will get a little mad at me. Is the fore- X chair They're the forefront of home and office seating during the transition. X chairs newest innovation, their LMAX temperature regulation, will take your seating comfort to a whole new level. Patent-pending LMAX allows you to experience cooling, heat, and massage in your lower back. Feeling a bit warm in the summer? Set the LMAX to cooling. Feeling stressed out from too many Zoom calls? Turn on LMAX massage therapy right there, one button in the back. X Chair's patented dynamic variable lumbar support was already the best in class with incredible responsive with incredibly responsive lower back support. Now with LMAX, your comfort's guaranteed. You won't believe the difference. Feel it for yourself. Imagine regulating your body temperature and getting massage therapy while you're working. LMAX X Chair LMAX delivers cooling, heat, and massage technology directly to your core. Increases blood flow, helps increase blood flow, muscle recovery, and energy, all perks that make working from home a joy. There's never been a better time to ditch that old garbage junk chair (laughs) and boost your productivity by treating yourself to an X-chair today. Go to xchairbongino.com now. That's the letter X-chairbongino.com or call 1-844-4X-CHAIR for $100 off your order. X-chair has a 30-day guarantee of complete comfort. You can finance your purchase for as little as $30 a month. Go to XChairBongino.com now. Don't wait. And use code XWheels for free Xwheel blade casters. XChairBongino.com. All right, Joe. Let's go. All right, Joe. Back to yeah. a little uh, feistier. It's good. We got to get back to, you uh, know, we got a lot going on. We need a little bit of energy today, which is good. So let's start out with a couple of just quick videos here showing you how humiliating this has been. Uh, Joe Biden's disastrous, grotesque withdrawal from Afghanistan. Again, to our patriots over there who served and fought and served the interests of the United States, our diplomats and others, you didn't fail. Your government failed you. Your government failed you. I can't say this enough. Thank you for your service. It is an honor and a privilege to say we are in a country, this collective landmass, protected by patriots and heroes like you. You didn't fail. Your government did. And here's more evidence of it. Here is this hapless spokesman at the State Department, Ned Price, a guy, he's like sweating while he's doing this because he has to realize this is like a Baghdad Bob moment for him. This is the State Department under Obama. Now, spokesman Ned Price asking the Taliban, they rape little girls, they take sex slaves, uh, they behead people, they cut fingers off and in, in, in uh, impart Sharia law. Here's Ned Price saying, We're expecting an inclusive government. Maybe they'll have CRT. Maybe Ibram Kendi will go over and give a lecture. Maybe they'll have some LGBTQ folks going over talking about 76 genders. I'm sure the Taliban will welcome that, right? Well, Ned Price seems to think so. Check this out.
0: The UN Security Council issued a joint press statement earlier today calling for a new government that is united, inclusive, and representative, including with the full and and meaningful participation of women. The council spoke with one voice to underscore that Afghanistan must abide by its international obligations, including to international humanitarian law and ensure the safety and security of
1: all Afghans and international citizens. Uh, 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 I know. uh, I know. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. What they should be saying right now, if if you wanted to. Salvage some semblance of dignity. Again, it's not for our country, it's our government. Our country is full of noble warriors and sheepdogs. But these imbeciles in the government, if they had any cojones at all hanging between their legs, they would come out right now, Ned Price and others, and say, Here's how this is going to go down. Yeah, we messed up on the way out, but we are still the United States military and we can wreak hades upon you in seconds if we choose to do so so if any of our people any of our citizens diplomats or people who helped us or harm we are going to level every single facility you've taken uh, you've taken control we're going to drop moabs hey you know what we we may consider targeting you Your kids, your dog, your family, every if you're a Taliban person and you harm a hair on the head of anyone, if we had any guts, we would do that. Oh my gosh, Dan, that sounds immoral. Ladies and gentlemen, listen, please, please, for a moment, not the older folks, and especially not our veterans or anything, but this has been a topic of conversation in a long time. It's going to be a tough one. Joe, you've heard this before on the show. The world is a really harsh, troubled place. And us pretending it's not a really harsh troubled place. There's a lot of beauty in it too. But we're put here for the struggle. And us pretending that this is going to be cute or pretty on the way out. We can talk our way out of it and demand inclusion. And we should only really kill the bad, bad guys because we can single them out. Ladies and gentlemen, we have to send a message. War is grotesque and ugly. We have to tell the Taliban we will target generations of you and anyone attached to you. Your dog, your cat, your neighbor, your uncle Tony, whatever. If you start messing, and if that, if 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 you're repulsed by the thought of that, you don't understand the people we're dealing with. They can't be negotiated with. They don't want to hear about your your 76 gender CRT agenda. They don't care about any of this. These are people. Think about this processes, please. Again, this is for the left. It's not directed at the conservatives in the audience, but you should hear it, too, so you can take it to the leftists on behalf of us and everyone else. These people have grown up, these Taliban fighters, with nothing but pain and violence surrounding them. Their brains don't function like yours do. They don't understand morals in the way you do. They are sociopathic killers. They cannot be dealt with by negotiation. They understand one thing and one thing only, and that is violence and that is force. They don't understand anything else. There is no negotiation. They did not grow up like many of us did in a middle-class American town where you went to school and if you pushed Tony on the playground, the teacher came out and punished you. That's not the way this goes they grew up with violent sociopaths in many cases who treated them horribly reminds me of that line by the the that group of monks that said give me a kid up to the age of 7 and we can fix him after the age of 7 it's over they've known nothing different they will not stop and talk about humiliating Here are these fighters who took over the presidential palace. I want you to see this. This is them. This is not a joke. Actually trying to work out in the gym of the presidential palace. Check this out. (laughs) Stop! folks you gotta watch the video go to my rumble account watch that in the beginning please they took over the presidential palace this is what i'm talking about we need to level these things innocent lives are going to be lost so your choice is this do we not, the, your choice isn't? Do we lose innocent lives or not? That's not the choice. So everything's on the margin here. It's so nothing's black or white here. The question is: How many innocent lives are going to be lost if we allow allow the Taliban to just an unfettered takeover of the country, and they they terminate American lives? How many versus the America versus the innocent lives lost if we have to level one of these places? Those are your only choices. Again, I don't disagree with both the Trump and Biden approach to Afghanistan, that the mission was over. I don't disagree. I'm not equivocating at all. And I owe you an explanation. But this was not the way to do it. I said yesterday, and I'm getting, I got to give you some information in a second. I have a source, a very good source. She knows who she is, who, let's just say, knows someone in country now with it. who knows a lot of stuff. I don't want to out anyone. We had a runway, ladies and gentlemen, in Bagram Air Base, which is about a 20-minute helicopter flight outside of Kabul. We had a military base, nicely nestled in the mountains. It was securable. It was secured. We had equipment there. We had rifles. We had MRAPs. We had facilities. We had a strip. We had planes. We could have provided air support. We controlled that runway. Why, and I, I cannot figure out for the life of me why it is that the Biden administration abandoned Bagram before it abandoned the embassy in Kabul. They could have taken people out of uh, out of Kabul slowly. Into Bagram, got them out of the country, and then made Bagram their last stand. But they did it in reverse and tried to defend Karzai Airport in downtown Kabul with buildings around and enemies everywhere. It makes no sense. Would you, I mean, think about it. Do you want to defend your position in the military, right? In a fortified military base, or do you want to defend your position on a city block in downtown New York City? You don't have to be a military tactician to figure out what I'm telling you. Of course you want to defend it where you can see the enemy in a fortified military base. They didn't know this? Well, here's what I'm getting. I'll get to the information from my source in a second. From another source. Why did the uh, Biden administration do this? Really, the Obama administration part two. They wanted to get out by 9-11. They thought it was going to be a peaceful exit. And the Biden administration, despite repeatedly being told by intelligence and military officials that the Taliban would not let us go peacefully, that would not let us go, Biden did it anyway because he thought he was the smartest guy in the room. I've been involved in the Senate for 76 years. Smartest guy in the room, except he was the dumbest guy in the room. And now he's going to cost a lot of lives. He was committed to this nine-eleven date no matter what. He wanted us to leave 20 years after 9-11, hand over the flag, thinking it would all be cute. Everybody warned him not to, and he did it anyway. So we forfeited away our only secure runway with no way out of Afghanistan. Folks, there's no teletransportation. The only way out of Afghanistan for Americans is by plane. That is it. And we forfeited the runway the planes use because Biden is an idiot. Now, another source. People are feeding me stuff left and right. I'm hearing some really deeply troubling information. The first, the Taliban has taken over a fleet of our Black Hawk helicopters. Now, you doubt well, you, by the way, it's been covered, uh you can see by um Tom Pyman in the Daily Mail, who right calls it air Taliban fighter sees a $6 million U.S. Blackhawk helicopters alongside tons of American equipment. This story will be in my newsletter today, Bungino.com slash newsletter. Please read it. You can see the pictures. From what I'm hearing, it's not just one Blackhawk. It's a lot. Now, I've seen some commentary online. It is inaccurate. Some of the commentary on social media, I've been putting this show together. I've not, I haven't stopped show prep for two days now. I've been at it all day trying to get you the latest and greatest from sources and combining what I see in social media and in the news, some of them are saying, don't worry, these Blackhawks, it's not a big deal because the Taliban doesn't have any experience. Look, they can't even lift weights. They said, no, no worries. They don't know how to fly these helicopters. That's not what I'm hearing from my sources. My sources are saying, yeah, they may not be able to fly the helicopters, but they have the biometric database. What does one have to do with the other? The Taliban took possession of the biometric database we use to identify Afghan citizens. Fingerprints, retinal scans, facial ID. The Taliban knows who the pilots are that we trained. How do you think it's going to feel when those pilots are identified, when they go door to door in Kabul and elsewhere, find out who the pilots for these helicopters and planes are, and tell them, yeah, we'll kill your kids if you don't fly these for us. You think they're gonna say no, folks? There is so much bad information out there right now on social media. It's it's disturbing. They will find the pilots, and if not, people from the Pakistani ISI or others people who are supporting these Taliban and have, will find a way to get them trained. The Taliban has an air force right now. Now the biometric database, them having possession of the, of the uh, biometric database, NGOs and the US government were using in the region is even worse because now they're do- going door to door and you can expect execution soon. As they say, give us your fingerprint, you come up in the database as an American contractor, whatever it may be, you're dead. So that sounds like a conspiracy theory, does it? Because it's been reported by pretty much every outlet. My source is unimpeachable, really unimpeachable. The people the source knows on the ground, they're te- this is going to be a mass extermination soon. Here's Jennifer Griffin from Fox News reporting on exactly that, that the Taliban is going door to door looking for people. She doesn't mention the biometric database, but I'm telling you, it's happening. Check this out.
0: I've just received a very credible firsthand report from those on the ground in Kabul saying that the Taliban are going door to door, looking for those who had worked with, had fought alongside the Americans, and they are looking already for retribution. There are terrified people cowering their houses, trying to destroy any evidence that they had worked with the Americans.
1: Folks, this is a disaster. Really. I I mean, I... I I don't mean to stumble or sound confused. I'm not, I promise. I just want to make sure I say this in the most efficient way. That you have chosen us as a source for news and continue to listen and watch the podcast, despite the fact that the news over the past few months has been quite depressing. But our audience continues to go up. Says to me, you're in this fight. No matter how bad the bad news is, you want to hear it and you want to take it on. I have a quote for you at the end of the show that we've read before. A C.S. Lewis quote, Joe will remember it well. I want to keep you, I'm telling you, we can fix this. We've been in bad times before, but I deeply appreciate you all being open to hearing it all and not running from this. This is bad. We have people who supported our mission overseas. They have got a hold of this biometric database. They are going door to door, and you are going to see either mass imprisonment soon. You are going to see beheadings soon. You are going to see executions. And it is going to be, I'm talking medieval stuff coming soon, and we better be ready for it. All right, let me take a (laughs) quick mental. Seriously, it's a lot for me. I got sponsors, too, and I appreciate it. They uh, appreciate talking to you. But I want to get into this runway problem in a second, too, because it's critical. Mentioned it on the radio show, and I didn't get to it on the show. The runway problem we have is not just the one I mentioned, but a different one. It's critical. You understand what's going on over there. Folks, privacy is important. I mean, after what we just talked about, that should be obvious. I mean, you have these big tech companies taking and selling your data. Who knows what they're doing with it? We've seen reporters now matching what's supposed to be anonymous data that's been aggregated to very specific people. It's, this is really disturbing. That's why I recommend start mail. It keeps your emails private, period. They never read your email. They use email encryption, even if the recipient doesn't. Start mail. Like start and finish. Start mail is backed by the most stringent privacy laws in the world. When you delete an email in Startmail, it's gone, like gone, forever. You get unlimited anonymous aliases to protect your main email address from spam and phishing attacks. I highly recommend it. Startmail uses their own servers, not big techs. Switching to Startmail is fast and seamless. You can easily transfer all of your current email data so there's no starting from scratch. Your cybersecurity has never been more at risk. Email snoops and scammers have skyrocketed in the last year. Take control of your privacy with Mail before it's too late. Again, start, like start versus finish. Start securing your email privacy with Mail today. Sign up today. You'll get 50% off your first year. It's worth it. Go to StartMail.com slash Bongino. That's StartMail with a T dot com slash Bongino for 50% off your first year. Startmail.com slash Bungino. Protect your online privacy. We're committed to that on this show. So the runway problem, again, because I didn't get to it yesterday. I got to a little bit of on my radio show. Here's the problem we're having getting these people and people who helped us out of Afghanistan right now. Military aircraft are heavy. C-17s, C-5s, C-130s. I don't even know if we have many of those in use anymore. I'm not in the Air Force. But I've flown on C-17s, C-5s, and C-130s quite a bit in my prior line of work. They are very, very heavy. They can carry a lot of heavy equipment. They can literally carry helicopters. Fold in the blades, the rotors, they put them on, they can carry a lot. They are heavy, heavy aircraft. Well, most of you pilots out there know that weight, fuel, all this stuff has to be balanced. It also requires a lot of runway distance when you have a heavy plane to generate enough pressure for the plane to go airborne. Heavy aircraft, long runways. Well, what's the problem? The Taliban knows that. They understand if they even control a small portion of the runway or destroy it, we are stuck. And we are going to be fighting our way out of there. We're going to have to walk out of Afghanistan. They get that. They, this is All of this stuff is being discussed right now. That's why it's critical we get these people out before they change their mind. And it's really sad Biden put us in a situation where our security revolves around the permission of savages. We need the whole runway. You're not going to take a C-17, loaded C-17 off in 200 feet. Not going to happen. They don't, trust me, it is not going to happen. Making matters worse, trying to get our people out right now. Again, a problem Biden caused. The Taliban is now controlling all of the access routes to the airport. So even if our military takes control of the airport, which we're doing now, we've taken over air traffic control and we've taken custody of the runway. If you can't get to the airport and you're an American citizen, all of that's for naught. It doesn't matter. If you can't get to an airport to get out, it doesn't, there's no need for the airport. You can't get to the airport. What's the purpose? You can't tell a transport there. My guess is at some point, the military operation there is going to have to expand outside of the airport to open up these clogged veins to the airport to get Americans who deserve a pathway out. The government failed them, and now's not the time to focus on the failure. Now's the time to focus on the solutions. Let's be solution-oriented. You're going to have to open those clogged arteries and veins into the airport, and you're going to have to get those people in and sadly, it's going to require an even bigger military footprint. I say sadly, because we now have a footprint twice the size Joe Biden pulled out of Afghanistan. He pulled 2,500 troops out to insert nearly 8,000 back in. If you can explain to me under what circumstances that makes sense, I'm open to hearing it. Because there aren't any. Let's pull out 2,500 troops to reinsert six to 8,000. That makes sense to you? Come on. Come on, guys. Come on. I know the liberals listening. Come on. Shake your the, the, the cobwebs out of your melons for a second. You know that doesn't make sense. Finally, I just want to show you. you have that video from yesterday, Ge- I just want to show you this video. I want to, something else, too, that I find deeply disturbing. And I don't want to hear any of your lectures about oh, different cultures. Nothing. Look at this video from the airport yesterday. Just check this out. Look at all these people. You see them running after this C-17? All these Afghans? Folks, where are the women and kids? No, I'm serious. Like, where are the women and kids? Do you notice most of these pictures, they appear to be 80% men? Where are the women and kids? What, did they leave the women and kids behind? Those are real pictures. We're not making it up. I've seen a few kids at the airport, but where where are the women? All these these, these transport planes. You see a few women and a whole bunch of men. What, are we not allowed to ask those questions? Here's another one. I'm watching, they got Fox on in the background now. Uh, the the uh, the commercial air flight. You see all these guys. Where are the women? The women and kids go first, not last. Now, the media is doing their best in conjunction with big tech to make this not reflect poorly on Biden. Believe me, despite the fact that this is probably one of the worst foreign policy disasters we've seen since, I don't know, the Bay of Pigs. I mean, a total disaster. This there's nothing redeemable about what's going on. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Twitter. Big tech and the media are trying to massage this, sniff Joe Biden's hair or whatever to make it look good for him. Don't you find it odd the Free Beacon picked this up along with a number of others, by the way. Santi Ruiz, Washington Free Beacon, that the Taliban is using Twitter right now and WhatsApp to coordinate their capture of Kabul. The jihadists are disseminating messages to Afghan residents on social media platforms. But where's Trump? Trump, the guy who actually marshaled One of the first serious Middle East peace deals in a very long time. A couple of them, actually. Trump's banned. But the Taliban, yeah, they're A-OK. Iranian mullahs, they're OK. Coordinate the attack on Americans and destruction of Kabul and Afghanistan using social media. But no Trump. Tell me again how these big tech companies are on the right side of the moral arc of history. Not only are they not on the right side, ladies and gentlemen, they are the enemies of freedom and liberty all over the world. These are disgusting, grotesque platforms full of anti American haters of liberty, haters, haters of liberty and freedom. YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. These dreadful anti American companies cannot go away fast enough. Dreadful. And if you work there, and you're one of these liberals pushing this, I'm disgusted by you. You're the equivalent of human feces. Human feces are better. They're actually useful. It's a waste product you want to get a. You're not useful. You're useless. If I had a human feces versus you, i pick the human feces every time. That's how little I think of you. That the Taliban raping kids, making women sex slaves, Murdering people, throwing gays off buildings. They're okay. But the former president actually marshaled two Middle East peace deals. Yeah. No, no, he's not. Again, human waste, Twitter, Google, Facebook, ScrewTube. Yeah, yeah, human waste. Yeah, you're right. Much better. Much better. Joe, what do you think? Human waste, social media, liberals. What do you think? Oh, human Human waste? Yeah, human waste. Hands down. Hands down. Thank you. Thank you. Joe sometimes the audience says they object. Sometimes they think you agree with you. Joe disagrees with me sometimes. Yeah, I Joe's do. got his own opinion. But Joe, Joe and I are aligned on this one. Pretty human waste. Yeah, uh, social media, yeah. human waste. Joe and I are. Joe's hundred percent. Joe's yeah. actually more convinced human waste is better than I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Because it's true. It's human waste. Social media. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <sighs> So notice I said big tech and the media doing everything in their power to try and take uh and put lipstick on this on this pig, this total pig of a foreign policy failure. They're still trying to spin for Biden. Now Biden gave a speech, I'm not playing any of it. I'm sorry you want to listen to Biden's ridiculous speech yesterday. Go right ahead. It's the same speech he gave in June. It's the same thing. Look at the notes. Because Joe Biden's speech yesterday was nothing more than an effort to distract you from what the issues are. What's the issue here, folks? See, we're the smart people, not the zeros on the left. Pens falling everywhere. The issue here is not the withdrawal from Afghanistan. There's pretty wide bipartisan support that it was time to go. Can we just be clear? That's because we do facts here. That's not the issue. Republicans and Democrats have agreed for a long time that it's probably a good idea to shrink and minimize the footprint in Afghanistan. The experiment there has not really worked as we planned. Okay? Everybody gets that. That's not the issue. The issue I'm annoyed about, which Biden completely ignored during his ridiculous speech yesterday, was the execution of the withdrawal. Guys, is this clear? He, Joe, everybody get this? Uh, it's it not is. about the withdrawal. Everybody, it's got nothing to do with that. Hell no. Everybody agreed. Not everybody, I should not say, but a large number of people on both sides of the aisle said, hey, we get it. It's time to go. The issue was the execution of how to do it. The analogy I gave yesterday still applies. It's like there it was bipartisan support for criminal justice reform, too. Notice, I didn't say majority support for either one. I'm just saying bipartisan support. I didn't agree with criminal justice reform, besides the point. But because there was some bipartisan support for criminal justice reform, that doesn't mean that the execution of it is irrelevant. You don't just go in and say criminal justice reform. Yeah, yeah, it's bipartisan. Let's just empty the jails out. I mean, imagine engaging in a financial reform, right? Yeah, the banks, they messed up the mortgage crisis. We need financial reform. And in a bipartisan manner, again, I didn't say majority. I'm just saying bipartisan. Say Republicans and Democrats both. They say, yeah, that sounds good. We should do something about the banks. And then Biden gets in office and goes, I got an idea. Let's just tell the bank robbers to go out and tell them it's open season. We're not enforcing bank robbery anymore because the bank screwed up. You'd be like, no, wait, wait. And then Biden coming out and giving a speech, not about the bank robberies, but saying, Ladies and gentlemen, there was bipartisan agreement. We all needed financial reform. I'm on the right. You'd be like, we're talking about the robbery, Reverend Kane. He's Reverend Kane from Palto Guys, too. Is your mommy home? That this guy's crazy. He's, you know what? He's like crazy because he's, a, he's senile. He is legitimately senile. We have a senile person running the country right now. It's not about, it's about the bank robbery, not the financial reform. The execution matters. Totally ignored that in his speech. Completely ignored it. Well, you may have seen this. This clip has gone super nuclear. This is an MSNBC guest who has had completely enough that you want to talk about He's on with Brian Williams, which is ironic. Brian Williams. Brian Williams saved Afghanistan once, I think. He did Iraq, didn't he? Brian Williams told so many tall tales. I forget what's true or not. But he was at. The, he was one of the knights of King Arthur's roundtable too. Brian Williams. Yeah. So this MSNBC guest is on with Brian. He was right. Thank you. Joe. I need a little fact check. He was. I'm sure he's got the little the sword and everything. So this MSNBC guest, who is an Afghanistan veteran, who's been working with NGOs and stuff to secure the lives of the Afghan people, who helped this out. The MSNBC guest, um, about a minute into this question, has had enough of Brian Williams and his garbage. And, man, you want to talk about an epic takedown on the air. Check this out. Matt Zeller, former first lieutenant during the war in Afghanistan, former combat advisor with Afghan security forces co-founder of No One Left Behind, a veterans organization that offers services to former Afghan and Iraqi interpreters who resettle here in the United States. Mr. Zeller, it's uh, almost ironic now to state the name of the organization you founded, um, given what we're watching go on, though I'm curious to hear your reaction of this consequential speech by the American president, didn't run from it. He owned it. He owned his decision. He owned the fact that, as he put it, the buck stops with him. I hope he gets to own their deaths, too. I, I don't, I feel like I watched a different speech than the rest of you guys. I was appalled. There was such a profound, bold faced lie in that speech. The idea that we plan for every contingency. I have been personally trying to tell this administration since it took office. I've been trying to tell our government for years that this was coming. We sent them plan after plan on how to evacuate these people. Nobody listened to us. They didn't plan for the evacuation of our Afghan wartime allies. They're trying to conduct it now at the 11th hour. The thing that they were most concerned about was the optics of a chaotic evacuation. Well, they got exactly what they were most concerned of by failing to do what was right when we could have done it. We had all the people and equipment in place to be able to save these people months ago. And we did nothing that goes on for quite a bit. Media is trying their best You hear Brian Williams. I mean, Brian, you know, Brian, the guy, how the guy's still on television. Candidly, it's just embarrassing. With his history of. uh, being uh, the Teddy Ruxpin. Remember Teddy Ruxpin? You drop a quarter of him, he tells a story. Yeah. That's Brian Williams, the Teddy Ruxpin of uh, media. Yeah, I remember his Teddy. I'll tell you, drop a little quarter, Brian Williams tells you any story you want. The media is trying to... Be- Brian Williams is like, Biden was strong, resolute, took responsibility. He took responsibility for nothing. For nothing. For nothing. He completely avoided how the military and intel community warned him. I'm telling you, they warned him. If you pull out this way for your ceremonial departure on the 20th anniversary of 9-11, a date you just want to meet because you want to be some kind of hero, that this will happen, and he did it anyway. And Brian Williams is covering for him? Yeah, he took he took responsibility for nothing. Nothing. I got more on that in a second. Um, Let me just get to my sponsor. Folks, uh, Relief Band, this is my... Actual relief ban. It got me through chemotherapy, which, again, two thumbs down for chemo. That really sucked. But it helped me because, I, you know, you get nauseous a lot. Those chemicals, no good. I'm excited about our partner. They've been with me for a little while now. Relief ban. It's the number one FDA-cleared anti-nausea wristband. It's been clinically proven and Dan Bongino proven to quickly, and Paula, too. She used it for her migraines, to quickly relieve and effectively prevent nausea and vomiting associated with motion sickness, anxiety, migraines, hangovers. Morning sickness, chemotherapy, and so much more. This product here, it's 100% drug-free, non-drowsy, provides all-natural relief with zero side effects for as long as needed. The technology was developed over 20 years ago in hospitals to relieve nausea from patients. But now, through relief Band, it's available to the masses. You just turn it, there's two buttons. Turn it on, and that's how you turn it up. Relief Band stimulates a nerve in the wrist. You see that right there? Stimulates a nerve in the wrist. That control that uh, <clears throat> excuse me that travels to the part of the brain that controls nausea. Then it blocks the signal your brain is sending to the stomach, telling you you're sick. It's that simple. relief is the only over-the-counter wearable device that's been used in hospitals and oncology clinics to treat nausea and vomiting, and it works well, like really well. Like the minute I turned it on. Ensure nausea is never the reason to miss out on life's important moments. Right now, Relief Band has an exclusive offer just for my show and the listeners. If you go to ReliefBand.com and use promo code Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O, you'll receive 20% off plus free shipping and a no-questions-asked 30-day money-back guarantee. Head to ReliefBand.com, ReliefBand.com, and use our promo code Bongino for 20% off. Good stuff. Check it out. Okay, back to this. So... Again, I, I, I said in the beginning of the show, but in light of what I was what we're discussing, the MSNBC guests and the media's efforts to cover for Biden, which are just disgraceful at this point. It's, it's, we've had enough. We, some in the media are waking up, showed you a video yesterday, you know, Jake Tapper just taking it to Tony Blinken, our secretary of state. But I'm hearing that Biden was absolutely committed to this 9-11 anniversary because he had this bizarre idea that he was going to triumphantly exit Afghanistan 20 years after 9-11 and that nothing was going to happen. And that the Taliban was just going to leave him alone, would let us go. Now, there are only two possible answers to how Biden could have been so wrong. Number one, the intel community misled him. Or number two, the intel community military told him the truth that this was going to turn into a disaster. And he did it anyway. I'm telling you, option two is the correct one, the latter. He knew it and he did it anyway. And then when we left, I want you to see what we did. This is, listen, are you ready for this one? Folks, please watch the Rumble today. You'll hear a little bit. This is a long video. It's like a minute and 50 seconds. This is one of our contractors at Karzai Airport over near, I believe, the military side. He's at Karzai Karzai Airport in Kabul, and he's showing all of the equipment that's just hanging out there for anyone to take. AK-47s, M4s, looks like flak jackets and trauma plates, radios. Then at the end he starts talking about armored Toyotas. We left this all behind. Joe Biden. Joe Biden left this all this is on Joe Biden. Check this out.
0: Try this again for the third time. Not gonna do it live this time. I'm just gonna start recording. These are all just abandoned weapons. PPE. And there's no guards at all. a fucking parking lot. I could just grab an AK if I wanted one. All the M4s. Ammo, Click carriers. Radios. there on the other side of the tarmac, you can see all the Afghans lined up. Place is turning into Mad Max quick. Over there on the outskirts of Kabul. uh, I mean, we're well within striking distance. The Taliban is to get angry at us more than they are. This is where all the Gurkhas were set up last night waiting for their flights out. There's abandoned luggage everywhere. Abandoned Toyotas. Anybody want a free bulletproof
1: Toyota, they're here. But That goes on for like another 30 seconds. You want a bulletproof Toyota? You want an M4, AK? By the way, it's not just one, by the way. Watch the video. Again, please, just go to my Rumble account. I'm not trying to push you for extra view. Fast forward to the, I don't care. All that matters, you see this, rumble.com slash Bongino. Don't go to YouTube. Go to Rumble. Unless it's your only option. Please, I don't want to support those idiots over there. Armored cars, flak jackets, radios, helmets. Magazines, AKs, what do you want? You prefer the stoner platform, you can go with the M4. Prefer the Kalashnikov, they got those too. Hundreds, if not thousands of weapons. Because Biden couldn't listen. Now the military, by the way, has no answer for this. This is Major General Hank Taylor at a press conference yesterday. Just to be clear, because this was a long segment, I wanted to cut it down in the interest of time. A reporter asked him two questions. The second part of the question is, hey, do you guys have any plan to stop the Taliban from taking control of this massive amount of military equipment, MRAPs, Humvees, helicopters, Blackhawks, rifles, flak jackets, armored cars? Do you have any plan to stop the Taliban from becoming like one of the most well-armed small armies in the world? And listen to the answer for that. He says on on the second question, that's what he's talking about. Check this out.
0: I don't have information on the uh, your second part of the question, uh, but uh, we'll get back to them.
1: So there's no no U.S. actions being taken to prevent equipment from falling into the hands of the Taliban by destroying it or anything else? I don't have the, the answer to that question. don't have the answer. Um, maybe you want to think of one? Is it time to think of an answer? Maybe the answer is it's time to start leveling stuff. And but listen, this isn't like faux bravado. But levels like anybody can say that. Anybody can talk like a tough guy. Anyone? No, I'm serious. As a strategic and tactical move right now, maybe it's time to start leveling stuff, including our own bases. What's the other option? You're gonna let the Taliban take control of a military fortified facility we built in Bagram with all the military equipment? That's your other option? Maybe it's time to start leveling stuff now. Now, in case you're under under any mistaken belief here that the Biden administration wasn't warned that this was going to happen. If you leave like this, the Taliban will take this over. Will take over quickly. I told you I was there in 2010 and Intel people were telling me that 10 years ago, 10 plus years ago, they were telling me the minute we leave, this place is going to collapse. Pete Hegseth, I had him on my radio show yesterday. He was, I got my radio show today. I got Cash Patel coming on, who believe me, has all the, the goods on this from the Trump administration. They were telling us 10 years ago, if we leave Quickly, the place will collapse. And without doing a tactical retreat. You think I was making that up yesterday? Here. Jerry Dunleavy, Washington Examiner. He's got good sources. Be in my newsletter today. Please read it. Intel community defends itself after the U.S. was caught out of speed, of, uh, out, out by speed of Taliban takeover. Sorry, let me read that headline again because I always put the emphasis in a wrong spot. I'm sorry. Intel community defends itself after US was caught out by speed of Taliban takeover. Get your head out of your butt. Here's a screenshot from the piece. Clearly, Biden's line. Biden to cover his caboose is saying right now, oh, we just didn't know it was a possibility, but we were unaware this was gonna happen. It's not true. Intelligence people, for as much as they've screwed up over the past five years, I believe them over Biden because they told me this and other people this years ago. Here, from the piece, Intel people said, we have noted the troubling trend lines in Afghanistan for some time, with the Taliban at its strongest militarily since 2001. Strategically, strategically a rapid Taliban takeover was always a possibility, a senior Intel official told the examiner. Though the definition of rapid was not really provided. The question all along was whether the Afghan government and military would be cohesive enough to have the willpower needed to exercise its military capabilities to resist the Taliban. As the Taliban advanced, they ultimately met with little resistance. Let me give you an update here. Here's what I'm hearing. The intel community told them, if we withdraw air support from the Afghan army, which is not a very cohesive unit at all, if we withdraw air support and we can't fortify them with the supplies out in these forward operating areas, that they will collapse. What did Biden do? Biden withdrew the contractors to support the planes and the Afghan army so they couldn't be fortified and they fell apart as expected. Here, military officials lied to us about Afghanistan for years. Kaylee McGee White. Ladies and gentlemen, I believe the intel community in Afghanistan told people this for a long time why our military folks did not respond appropriately at the upper level. I'm not talking about the officers on the ground in Afghanistan. I'm talking about the management of the Pentagon that's become sadly political. I don't know. But people are going to die because of the awful, awful decision making. Two-pager today. A lot to talk about. Let me get to my, um, my last sponsor. And now I want to talk about a tweet by Stephen Miller, which you need to see. You need to see. Because it goes to the Liz Cheney, let's fight them over there approach, which is strange And the Democrats because they say let's fight them over there. And yet they don't seem to want to do anything about it. We don't want to lump Liz Cheney in with the Democrats on that front. She's a horrible politician for other reasons. but All right. Listen, a massive breakdown of the food supply chain appears imminent. Here's why. Right now, a lot of things are going wrong in our economy and government all at once. It's like a perfect storm where a bunch of bad things happen simultaneously. I don't take chances. I've insured my food supply because I insure everything in my life that matters. Health, car, house, people insure their teeth. Insure your food supply. Stockpile long-term emergency food for my friends at My Patriot Supply. The food stays fresh for up to 25 years. When something bad happens, the food will be there for you. I personally recommend my Patriot Supplies. they've been with me forever. They're the original Patriot Preparedness Company with millions of American families served. Right now, you can get a 25% discount on the four-week emergency food kit. Get one of these kits for each person in your family. Get two, get three, get as many as you can. You'll have enough tasty food averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Don't wait for food shortages and grocery stores to go empty. Don't. Go today. Go to preparewithdan.com. Grab this special offer, preparewithdan.com. That's preparewithdan.com and ensure your food security today. Don't wait. Okay, getting back to the show. This tweet, Stephen Miller, formerly of the Trump administration, nails it on his uh, on his social media account here. He talks about how. We've had this approach with a lot of that, you know, neocons, but I'm not big into labels because, you know, they, I've, sometimes they're just used in, uh, in, in broad stroke fashion and they're not really productive. But there is a group of neoconservative war hawks who, you know, seemingly want to fight wars everywhere all over the world. And their logic for being in Afghanistan, along with a lot of military people, is like, well, we need to fight the terrorists over there rather than letting them come here. So Stephen Miller brings up an interesting point here that their rationale for saying let's fight them over there so we don't have to fight them here. Stephen Miller says no one ever explained why a better solution wasn't just to deny entry to jihadists here or their sympathizers. Well, sounds like something Trump did, right? He goes on. Strangely, many in the foreign policy establishment opposed President Trump's travel bans and visa curbs to keep these violent extremists and their supporters from coming here, including Joe Biden, who terminated those curbs and restrictions on high-risk entry. There's a second part to this this but but first say this the verdict is in. Thank you, Stephen. That is a great point. You have all of these Biden supporting Democrats. Oh yeah, good mission and you know, again, a lot of neoconservatives as well. we got to fight them over there so we won't fight them here. And at least on the Democratic side of that argument, they say, but you know what we don't like Trump's travel ban into the country. So just to be clear, Trump's travel ban affected countries that had a history of terrorism. You want to let these people come here. You don't want the travel ban. You've mistakenly, uh, not mistakenly, did it on purpose, called it a Muslim ban, even though that's totally factually incorrect. So what is it? Are we fighting the mayor or are we letting him here? Because now we're not fighting the mayor and we're letting them here. Not fighting the mayor and letting him here. Here, this, there's a second part. Did, did you combine them into one? There's another part of that tweet, right? Yeah, let me get the other part. Here's the second part of that tweet. It goes on a bit, but no, this is the uh, this is the other one. Oh, you put them all in one? Oh, sorry, folks. He's very. You told me that too. My, that is not Guy's fault. For the record, that is Dan Bongino's fault, not Guy's fault. He put them in one. He told me that before the show. <laughs> my, my, it's a Nelson Munz moment. <laughs> you should have done Nelson Munz. I deserve that. Now showing you how the new approach of the Democrats appears to be. We're not going to fight them there, and we're not going to fight them here. Matter of fact, we're going to let them in. Here's another scoop. Washington Examiner, you probably want to read this story. Be in my newsletter today. Also be up at BonginoReport.com, too. I think it's in our top stories there, our conservative alternative to the hacks at Drudge. Anna Giartelli. he thinks this is the headline of the day. Suspected terrorists are crossing the border, quote, at a level we've never seen before, the outgoing border patrol says. A guy by the name of Rodney Scott, who left the job August 14th. Little, he wants, he thinks it's a little concerning. I agree. I'm with Guy on that. Little, little, little bit concerning. Little, little bit, little concerning. So now we're not fighting them there. We're not banning them from coming here, and we've opened the southern border. And the outgoing border chief, who probably knows a little bit, yeah, a little bit about it, says, "Yeah, yeah, they're piling into the country through the southern border. So don't fight them there. Bring them here and open the border so they can walk right in." Nice job, nice, well done, well done. And the Biden administration, just so you're clear, folks, has real priorities right now too. Here's a Newsmax story by Eric Mack: Biden not giving Americans priority in the Afghanistan evacuation. This is incredible. This is like. It's hard. It's seriously hard to digest that all of this is happening at the same time. So don't fight them there. Prioritize everybody but American citizens. Let them come in here and open the southern border so they can walk right through. Again, please, to the liberals who listen to my show, I know I get your nasty grams and death threats all the time. They're quite amusing. Some of them are pretty creative. On what. In what cosmos does this make sense to you? I know the foaming has begun, the screaming, the pink hats, the yelling at the sky, the clawing at your face. I understand the, the, the self-rage because you realize you're an idiot, and that's tough. That's a tough thing. When I was a kid and I made some stupid decisions in my life, and you have to face the fact that you did something stupid, it's tough. There's shame. There's embarrassment. You know, believe me, when I was a kid, I did a lot of dumb stuff. But you know, and now I'm 46, I try to minimize my mistakes and learn from, not liberals, liberals who are 86 are still doing the same dumb things they did in their 20s. And the, hence the clawing, the foaming at the mouth and the screaming at the sky because they're ashamed. So they take their rage out and they scream and they yell and they pout. They throw hissy fits because they have to know their entire life is a lie. You know what, let's go to the C.S. Lewis thing, D, because it's been a rough show today. I promised you in the beginning, I want to, again, thank you for sticking with us. The show is, uh, I mean, this isn't, a, This is the show's been doing well. We don't need to get into like it, but we had a, some great news this week and it's just really great news, but 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 it's not the time for that now. It is the time for this, however. Um, Ali Stuckey, who is a friend, they used to work with her over at uh, CRTV, blaze tv now she posted this and we've read this before on the show joe you remember this one from c.s lewis i do (laughs) yeah folks i want you to hear this it's not very long but it's 1948 the great c.s lewis for those of you out there there's some not many but for those of you out there who are after this show today even gee said it this morning he's like listen i couldn't even take a call yesterday i should have taken because i just can't talk about this anymore I so deeply appreciate you sticking with us through this bad news, because I promise you it's going to get better. And I just want to promise you something else. This is not unique. We are not the first generation to deal with war, death, violence, viruses, human trauma. We are not. We are not even close. This was an inspirational message by C.S. Lewis to people who think they're alive at some uniquely horrible time. Liberals do that. We don't. I want you to listen to every word of this. This was written in 1948. He says, how are we to live in an atomic age? I'm tempted to reply, why? As you would have lived in the 16th century when the plague visited London almost every year? Or as you would have lived in a Viking age when raiders from Scandinavia might land and cut your throat any night? Or indeed, as you're already living in an age of cancer, syphilis, paralysis... Air raids, an age of railway accidents, and an age of motor accidents. Listen to this part. In other words, do not let us begin by exaggerating the novelty of our situation. Believe me, dear sir or madam, you and all whom you love were already sentenced to death before the atomic bomb was invented, and quite a high percentage of us were going to die in unpleasant ways. This is the first point to be made. And the first action to be taken is to pull ourselves together. If we're all going to be destroyed by an atomic bomb, let that bomb, let let that, that bomb, when it comes, find us doing sensible and human things. Praying, working, teaching, reading, listening to music, bathing the children, playing tennis, chatting to our friends over a pint and a game of darts. Not huddled together like frightened sheep and thinking about bombs. They may break our bodies. A microbe can do that. But they need not dominate our minds. C.S. Lewis, 1948. You need those words right now. We are not alive at some uniquely painful time. Pain, violence, aggression, all of this stuff is a part of human existence. But there's great beauty here, too. I told you, I wake up every morning, and the sunrise we get here makes you believe, gosh, there's got to be a God. No other being could create that, but have to be all-powerful and all-knowing. They can dominate our bodies, but they can never dominate our minds. Thanks for tuning in today, folks. I really appreciate it. I'll see you tomorrow.
0: You just heard Dan Bongino.